welcome back everybody to the Weapons of Mass Discussion podcast. Lynn Snyder here on the phone. Dr. Corbett Average. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. Uh, this week, uh, again, before we get started like we always do, I always want to take the opportunity to thank you guys that are, that are subscribing, uh, those that are checking out the content. Um, definitely uh, the audio portion of this where we get analytics more so to really tell us kind of geographical locations and things like that. Um, just thanks to all you guys listening because it's it's really, really growing. Um, Absolutely. We do appreciate it. Now, the YouTube stuff is great. When we, when we do firearms and things like that, that really seems to have the trigger effect. So, you, know, you guys out there you know, chomping at the bit for some more firearm stuff, it's it's in the works. Uh, I can only build these things so fast. Y'all keep the drawers on. We're working it out. We're working it out. But, uh, but yeah, it's coming. It's it's it's, it's kind of in the box. So just, just trying to work out all the details out. But uh, speaking of firearms, uh, one of the things we want to talk about tonight <laughs> is... Yeah, Glenn just got out of jail. Nice, <laughs> nice little segue. Um, the, what... If you look around, you didn't around, just get out of jail, did you? Huh? No, no. You no. didn't just go. Okay, okay. No, right, I'm good. Right. I'm good. Okay, okay. okay. <laughs> just checking. Uh, maybe, maybe lose my train of thought. Oh, here we go. Yeah, <laughs> kind of the route we're going to take tonight is looking out at the world around us, um, you know, seeing all the violence and stuff that's going on in, in not just the United States, but pretty much all over. Um. You know, violence against you know normal citizens. We're not talking about necessarily you know, military violence. We're talking about violence between you know ordinary citizenry, um, gang related, you know, drug related, and then you get the whole you know, race related, whatever the case may be. Um, and we hear defund the police. You know, we gotta get rid of the police. We gotta get rid of. We gotta, we gotta ban those. Fire, we gotta ban them assault weapons. We gotta ban them guns. We gotta get rid of them guns. You know, and while it, on a large scale, it hasn't really been pushed here in the United States yet, but it's happened in other places, you know, um, banning knives, you know, if you're in the UK, don't they have some restrictions on, on knife, knives over there? They had knives. I remember, I can't remember what city it was. So if one of, if one of y'all listening from over there chime in on this in the comments, uh, there was one place I actually had a, a it looked like a mailbox that, that you could go, go drop your knives off in it. Uh, but yeah, you know, yeah. But yeah, that's yeah. Yeah, at some point that's going to, you know, and then like, you know, like when our very first podcast that we had, you know, when we first started this, we talked about the, uh, the bill in, in Virginia and where it was basically looking at putting blame or putting, uh, um, holding people responsible that taught people martial arts and taught people how to, to teach people how to defend themselves. That's a scary thing. And with all the things that they're going on where people, you know, first of all, you know, the police, uh, I don't look at the police at being there to protect me. I don't. The police are there to follow up or, you know, if you, they called up to try to handle a situation that may have already happened or been ongoing, but they can't prevent crimes. They're, they're not with you 24 seven. So they're, you know, they're not sitting by your bed at night. If somebody comes busting in the door. So, you know, you know, you can't rely on law enforcement to be there to, to, you know, if you go to a concert or something like that and there's, there's security, there's law enforcement, maybe, but you know, 
on your own person, you know, in your own little personal world, at your home, or your place of business, in your vehicle, places like that, law enforcement's not there to protect you. I'm sorry, it's just not. There's not any fault of their own. It's just logistically, that's just not the way it is. That's not reality. Um, so if you see, you know, but, but some people, they have a, a huge faith in the police being there to protect them. So if that's taken away, then you, they're taking away some element of, of security to, to somebody. Um, the big thing with me is the push to, to, to take guns away. Um, you know, we hear it every day. You got, you know, you got the, the anti-gun people they, every day and, and their logic makes no sense. And you can basically push back with, with every statistic that they try to throw out and give them the real statistics. And, you know, and that just blows the whole conversation up. But regardless, they don't care. The truth doesn't matter. They just want to ban the firearms, get them away from you. You know, and if the time comes where they say, okay, we need to regulate other things that be considered weapons, knives. Oh, uh, if you want to, you know, if you want to teach martial arts, you're going to have to be uh, certified. And you, we can only get you for, to be certified. We can only give you permission to teach this, this, and this. Go to a little point sparring competition. You can't be teaching some of this other stuff. You know, and there's actually been attempts to do that before. And it's scary. So I was told I'm not so sure. I'm not, and now if anybody in Canada has any better information than this than me, please speak up. But I heard one time that actually Kyokushin tournaments, I think it was somewhere in Toronto that they're they're illegal. Mm. Uh because we don't wear pads. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, never mind the fact that a, at a, that across the board Kyokushin karate has less traumatic brain injury incidents than soccer. Yeah. And cheerleading. But, yeah. So I mean, but you know, let's you know, it you know it, it doesn't matter. I mean, you what you know, you can spout facts and statistics all you want. They, they know that will never override an agenda. That's exactly right. That's a good. That's a that right there's a very good way of putting it. You should have segued in for me because <laughs> that's exactly that's the perfect statement. Um, but you know, if you put a lot of faith into thinking other people that can protect you. Uh, and you want to leave that to somebody else? You know, I, I consider that outsourcing your safety, outsourcing your well-being, relying no, on fact, somebody I think else. You're being far too kind, I call it being a pussy. But well, anyway, I, I, I was trying to be a nice guy. Yeah, come on, man. See, I'm the nice guy in the group, you know. Oh, okay. I'm the better looking one too. Right, but it, right, right. oh, oh, sorry, man. Let me teach you the art of the Zippo letter. <laughs> but uh, oh my God, yeah, that yeah, kind of side note. We were watching. I found this video and I sent it. We have a little text group that we have. With, uh, within our, amongst our little, I guess, fight club group. <laughs> so, um, I found this video today. It was like, is the ultimate, you know, ultimate way to get out of any choke within seconds. So I'm watching, I'm waiting to see some kind of just, well, what's this magical technique that they're going to show this time. And the guy gets, you know, you ready, ready, gets him in the choke. And the guy takes a big lighter and goes up underneath his arm and burns the shit out of the guy. <laughs> he immediately let go. Exactly. <laughs> Funny how that works. But I saw it. I just laughed my ass off because the first person I thought of was Corbett. Because that's exactly something he would be teaching or has taught. <laughs> Do that or I set his clothes on fire. I mean, but. Uh, yeah, the guy with the big was being far too nice, wasn't he? Exactly. But, yeah. but understanding how, that, that you have a responsibility to take control of how to protect yourself and keep yourself safe and probably most importantly those you love the po- people that are the closest to you it may be your wife obviously your children it could be you know, if you're not to that point in your life yet maybe it's your parents or it could be your siblings 
It could be your best friend, whoever, the people that mean the most to you. Making sure that not only you can keep yourself safe, but you can keep them safe too in, in time of need. And you know, and, and I talk about guns. It's not just gun ownership. You know, you can own a gun, but you may not. You may be more deadly to yourself with it than other people. You know, you gotta know how to use it. You gotta train. It's a tool. You have to learn how to use it. Use it properly. Know when to use it. Um, understand safety so you don't, you know, try to utilize that tool and hurt somebody you love in the process. Um, that's important. But it's also important to know, you know, self-defense. How to handle yourself physically. You know, you never know what kind of situation you may be in. Man, I've watched, shoot, man. I've seen videos in the last two weeks of people getting attacked on the streets. I mean, because we've said this before, but I collect every video I can find. It's pretty mild stuff to extremely horrible graphic stuff, and not because I like looking at horrible graphic stuff, but these are they're they're lessons. They are they're textbooks. They're ways of seeing how things unfold in real life and in real time. You know, it's not scripted. It's not it's not pre-planned. This is bad stuff happening on the fly to real people. And when you see that, you can kind of not necessarily see how the act transpires, but also seeing what leads up to it. What are the precursors? What what do you see as it's building up to that? Because what you can see from that, now you can kind of see, okay, these are things to look for. Or these are things to avoid. <clears throat> so you, know, you can learn from that stuff. But over the last few weeks, I've seen so many videos of people just being... I mean, people have lost their damn minds. There is no, no, no respect for, for brother man, uh, other human beings at all anymore these days. People just don't care. People have lost their damn mind, Corbin. And well, I, I look at it, you know, I agree with you. I, I, I think, though, from a, it's kind of funny you bring this up because I was, when I was finally able to get out of bed today, because I, I, I was up all night last night at work. Uh, I was looking at some reference material and some of the stuff was written back in my fifties some stuff I'd actually used on my doctoral dissertation, but, uh, Glenn, I, I, I tend to think that we've, as a, as a, as a society, I forget culture, uh, that that's, that's gone. Yeah. I think we've lost our soul. I yeah. think, you know, that people, you know, I, I've I've worked with and met some 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 damn dangerous people over the course of my career, and you, they know what they're doing. You know, this this mental illness crisis we're seeing, I, I'm going to probably step on some toes with this, but it's bullshit. You know what you're witnessing is, is in my in my estimation. It's either personal weakness or it's, it's an attempt to escape a rotten society. And it's a funny thing, though, that when you look at this and what you pointed out, you very rarely see these places in some little place like, you know, a little border town in, in, in northern Idaho going into Canada. Uh, you don't really see it in a, in a, in a small town in Mississippi. You do see it in places like Philadelphia, Chicago. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yep. Uh, you know, all of our listeners are, are 
I have faith in you, you're intelligent people. You fill in the blanks. But, you know, I agree with you that people have lost their minds, but but just reverting back to Scripture, you know, we all, you know, we learn it. Uh, it all it all stems from the heart. And when you go, when you become, uh, you know, just a, when you're, you know, when your morality or, or, or the core of who you are just becomes a black hole, I mean, what do you think is going to come out? Yeah. When the soul is um, corrupted, man. Uh, right. Yeah, they don't, the, the soulless, you know, don't care about other souls, <laughs> I guess. I mean, that's a good way of putting it. I mean, you know, there's there's a guy that I I, I do research on. It's in, it's in prison, and not a good guy, not a, not a good guy at all. I mean, you know, yeah. Uh, and I say that from from just based on what I've observed about his behavior. Now, as far as talking to him, I get. I mean, he he's he's been nothing but gracious to me. Mm-hmm. But you can't escape the fact of what he did to other people. Um. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, 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 there's, there's, there's not much of a way around the fact that you, rationality. If you take somebody that's abusing an animal, and you hear something whimpering and crying out in pain, you know what the source of that is. It's mm-hmm. you. The problem with it is now is is you've got with this defund the police and all this other nonsense. I mean, you know what? I, the the problem with that is, is is where I would say they've lost their mind is you're exactly right, but I think you're being far too kindly, and I think the people that want to defund the police, they're the ones that have lost their mind because now what's going to happen in six months, a year, two years down the road when they're just like hyenas? You know, when, when all the carcasses are gone, they got to create new carcasses. Mm-hmm. The, the beast has to eat. I understand that play like Oakland. The beast has to eat. And if you're not the beast, you're food. Yep. That's just, that's, that's the only way. You, if you don't understand that, then you just need to go ahead and offer, alter, you know, just offer yourself up on the altar of sacrifice because just, just stop wasting everybody's time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah I mean, you're yeah. right. Yeah. And it's, for, for for people, let's back up. The people like that are saying defund the police. You know, the majority of these people that are saying defund the police don't. So you see a lot of people in, in a position of authority or power, or these politicians that are that are. They have armed security. Now, how hypocritical how hypocritical is that? To they say, don't care. okay, well, we don't, you don't need the police, but we'll have our, we have our guy. You don't need guns, but we'll have our, our guys over here. That are now, let me throw this at you. Former Navy SEALs that are, that are all you know, armored up and got their, got their firearms. And the beards. Don't forget the beards. <clears throat> you know what? I think a lot of that's, go- I see a lot of these guys are starting to be clean cut now. I think the, tr- well, I think that trend is starting to take another turn. I've noticed, I've noticed that. You know. I mean, to me, you know, I I pissed this woman off the other night so bad. She she, I mean, she got spitting mad at me. You know, she looked at me. And she said, "You're the only guy that I've ever met that's a Navy veteran that had that you know that's not you know doesn't have tattoos." I said, "I said, lady, you don't spray paint a Rolls Royce." 
And, uh, <laughs> of course, <laughs> she had them all over. What do you mean by that? I said, I, I said, it's exactly what I just said. I said, you don't put spray paint on a Rolls Royce. Yeah, you, you spray paint a Chevette all day long. <laughs> yeah, a wheelbarrow, you know, a wood chipper. Yeah, you do. But, but the, the whole thought, you know, again, again, like I said a little bit ago, the police are not there necessarily to protect you. They're there to come in and clean up after the fact, to keep order after the fact. Well, it used to be. Anyway. Used to used to be the, the 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 original thought behind the police. You know, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go ahead and throw some Tabasco sauce and everybody Fruit Loops here. Mm, okay. Uh, if you're not going to enforce the laws of something just as basic as saying, you know, okay, this person is not in our country legally, or you know, you take any number of, of of homicides or rapes or whatever's happened in the United States. I mean, not, I mean, my God, even look what's going on over in England. And I heard one, I think it was over in Greece, where this woman, she was three months pregnant, was being raped. Mm. And she cried out to help. There was three Pakistani males walking by. And she cried out for them to help. And but damn, if they didn't turn around and rape her too. Uh, Dang. So explain to me either from the patrol perspective, right on up to a chief of police, if anybody like that is listening to this, explain to me if you're not going to, at a basic level, enforce the law. I, I, I don't expect you to protect my family. I don't. But if you're not at least going to do your basic function of uh, <clears throat> law enforcement, what do we need you for? You know, United States military, now you've got these, these you know, these... You know, these fruity pebbles in uniforms, meaning generals. Folks, I want you to understand one thing about organizations, especially the military. Very seldom do people get to positions like that based on talent. Very seldom. Now, Glenn, your organization is a little bit different. Mm -hmm. You know, some of the people I work for, you know, I mean, you know, that that's positions they've gotten to. You look at them and wonder, this guy can't doesn't even have the sense to get up and, and, and brush his teeth with the bristles he's using to handle. Oh God! Yeah, but now we've now we're we're hearing, you know, where you know Joe Biden is bombing targets in Syria. You know, for no reason. For no for oh, oh well, he had a reason. Oh, he's got a reason. Trust me. Not for a, got a valid reason. reason. Right. <laughs> Rephrase. Uh, right. You know, so you're going to go bomb people in Syria. But there's places on the Texas border where they're saying, depending on which statistics you're reading, where they've had over 140,000 apprehensions already this calendar year. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I restate the question. What do I need you for, Mr. Law Enforcement Officer or Mr. Military Member, when the interests you're serving have nothing to do with, with the bettering and protection of my life and the, and the life of my family? What do I need you for? Because, Glenn, we, we, gotta have a, we got to have a conversation here. You know, you know this, the gun's not the issue. Right. You know. 
I have never been around any of any of you, you know, you, uh, your family, you know, the friends that you have that are that are not mutual friends of mine. I've never been around anybody like that with a firearm that any of you have made me feel unsafe or that I was being threatened. Right. Never. So obviously the gun's not the issue. It didn't jump out of the holster and start blasting holes in me. Right. Right. Okay. So we now have to look at this from a, a point of view. Well, and I've said this before, what is the number one goal and number one responsibility of a government employee? Collect a check. Keep his government job. <laughs> Collect a check. <laughs> yes. You know, if if we really want to see how moral and upstanding some of these people are, let, let's look at them and say, okay, you know, government's bankrupt. You're not going to get paid for four months, but we really need you to still go out there and get vomited on and spit on and, and, and assaulted and still enforce the laws. But, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll here's an IOU for the next four months. Yeah, and we got and we got to cut your pension. Right, right, right. Yeah, you know, and that that part of your pension, you know, I'm sorry, but you know, it's you know, times are tough. Yep. Or are you going to take some, you know, staff sergeant or a captain or or a, a major and put them over in the desert and say, "Yeah, guys, y'all are going to be taking automatic weapons fire. There's a possibility they may they lob some chemical weapons on you. Oh, by the way, uh, we're broke, but we still need you to go do this." Yeah. Let's see how dedicated you are to your to your oath of office and your way of life then. Yeah. You know, you, you, you can come at me with all that, you know, my oath never expires. It does when the check bounces. And if, you, if you're saying otherwise, you're a damn liar. You, you, I'm sorry, but you, you're just not being honest with yourself or the rest of us. But defund the police, defund the military, whatever the case may be. If you're not going, if you're not going to serve a valid function, go away. I mean, because the problem with it is now is the, is where I live, we don't need it. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I know people say, yeah, yeah, you do. I mean, I have not seen a a police officer or deputy go down my road this calendar year. But the places that do need it, Oakland, uh, what Baltimore. I heard that place is a hellhole now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they kind of need law enforcement. And, and now what's happened is you've got it, it's a snake eating its own tail. You know, the police are, you know, well, we're not going to enforce this law or that law, but because of, you know, sanctuary, you know, whatever. And the very people that they're trying to appease are the ones that's basically giving them the high hard one and, and, you know, in the black hole. Yeah. So, you know what? In places like it, here's Everage's solution to this problem. Wall these cities off, set them on fire, and shoot anything that tries to escape. I start thinking of the movie The Purge. <laughs> show, show me where it's wrong. You know, but, but what you said just solidifies the fact that you need to take control of your well-being and safety because mm-hmm. you cannot depend on others to do that for you. Right. And but see, that's the thing, Glenn, where you're exactly right. But here's where the, the I think here's I think something that the vast majority of the American public 
they're missing something is they've already gave that responsibility over to these people. Hmm. Now what you're asking them to do rightly, I'm not busting, I'm not busting your balls, but I'm here's the, here's the problem is now all of a sudden you're saying, uh, yeah, we're defunding these. So y'all gonna have to figure this out. That, that, uh, uh, I, I applaud, you know, some people's optimism, but it don't work that way. I mean, you look at what happened. I'll give you a good parallel. You look at what happened in Russia right after the wall fell and the collapse of the Soviet Union. And I'm not speaking ill will of Russia. I love y'all. But I'm talking about their economy. Well, all of a sudden now I'm like, hey, you're free. Uh, you know, go invest in business. Go start a business. And it was complete calamity. Because you're now forcing people to do something that they're not accustomed to doing. And it's not saying they're not smart enough to do it. But this doesn't happen overnight. Right. And that's what's happening in our country now. And we are about to see some things that are going to be absolutely terrifying. So I go back to my original statement. This is why you guys need to learn to take care of of yourselves it goes beyond uh, where i kind of left off with martial arts you, you got your guns you got your martial arts you got your you know, other improvised weapons but you need to know how to um how to feed yourself how many people out there know how to grow grow a garden i'm looking at one right now how many people out there know how to clean a fish i've got fishing Cle- poles right behind me how many people out there know how to clean a rabbit or a squirrel you know yeah. How many people have the ability to 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 still drink and cook and everything if if the power grid was to go down? You know, you it a generator right behind me. Start, see, see, we're on the same page. People say, "Oh, you're just one of the prepper people." You know what? Yes, if you want oh, to call course. me that, absolutely. You know, last year, you know, and we just got a small taste of it last year. And it wasn't even. You know, we didn't lose power. We didn't lose our our uh, our infrastructure. Our water you know water and all the different things you you know the gas and stuff we had a little issue a couple weeks ago with the gas and people were freaking out i oh, wasn't they were shedding their pants i wasn't i had gas i had plenty of gas you know because I you just prepared. not to know where to look well i know where to look i'm gonna look in the building <laughs> exactly i mean i'm the same way but you know but you're you're right it's it you you need to be prepared i guess we're we're going this i mean the, the title of this podcast is going to be you know you know, don't outsource your safety security. In other words, don't rely on other people to make sure you have everything you need. You need to do that. You, you, I'm pointing at the screen. You, you guys have to do that. Um, and you don't have to be wealthy and rich and all that to have all the, to do the things you do to prepare. In fact, you know, our society, if you so like you say, don't you even call it society anymore? has lost the ability to do very basic things. People communicate. How can you? How are you going to communicate with people? Cell phones go down. How are you going to communicate? You know, there's a little thing called ham radio. As long as you've got a, a very low voltage power source, you can communicate. Flare guns. Flare guns. You know, the other things, Glenn, too, I'm glad you bring that up because you go to the grocery store. They say that the average the average supermarket in the United States has on average about three days worth of food for their for their their current customer base. Yep. 
So here's the scenario. Defund the police, and all of a sudden now you've got a major riot in one of these cities. It just happens to be like a central hub for one of these supermarkets. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden now you've got a nefarious actor, say somebody in North Korea. Okay, well, they're looking for the rabbit in the hat. We're going to attack the power grid, a cyber attack. Kind of like what happened here a couple of weeks ago with the uh, pipeline, right? Yep, yep. So now you can't get food. Well, let me offer you, this is what I've done, you know, because we're in the business of helping our, our, our audience. When you go to the store to pick up, you know, ice cream for your wife and, you know, get, get your drinks, if you'll just walk down the canned food section and, you know, you can find the store-bought brand stuff by 69 cents a can. Yep. Just buy five cans every time you go in. I'm not going, yeah, I'll tell you why, because I'm currently looking at it, but <laughs> I've, I've got enough food to feed my family just based on that one small practice for about six months. Yep. Yep. My wife cans. We have a garden. More all we do is, is my wife and my mother-in-law will actually get mason jars. You know, I've got enough spaghetti, homemade spaghetti sauce to feed the Canadian Navy. I've, we've got deer meat. We've got fish. So mm-hmm. if you're not doing that, fix yourself. Yeah, that's right. You know, know how to do the very basic things that, uh, you know, that our, our – you know, people our age get it, but if you take the mass majority of people, say in their twenties or even their thirties, they don't have a clue. I was I live in a very rural area, and we it's about about a fifteen minute drive near to to a Dollar General. And I was up there the other day, and this lady was talking, and she was she thought it was the funniest thing, and she's probably about maybe five or six years older than we were just from the looks of her, and. uh she walked into a store and asked the guy, asked this uh, young man where the canning jars were. <laughs> he had no idea what she was talking about. <laughs> he didn't know what a jar was. <laughs> he didn't so, know, know what I mean, canning was. Yeah. So, but you know, it, it all goes back to the. You've heard me say this ten million times. If it gets to a point you got to use your fist or on the, or on the current topic, if you if you're pulling your gun. Or your or your or your firearm or you know your yeah you know your boomstick or whatever buzz yeah you get <laughs> buddy you've already fucked up yeah that's true now are, is that a hard and steadfast rule no because there's some people that are going to bring a fight to you and and I get that then you do what you got to do right but do you take steps to mitigate and prepare right so you can avoid those type of situations, if at all possible. Yeah. It, it, the gun ain't the problem in this. And people need to understand that because I'm not worried about them confiscating firearms. They're going to try to do it. I, and, and if you, if you don't, if you don't know that you're not paying attention, what I'm more concerned about is what comes after the fact, because I'm not going to try to disarm you or, or mitigate your strengths as a fighter unless I've got an end game. Mm-hmm. Now, I know I'm starting to sound like I was doing here. <laughs> but, but no, but that's, that's strategy. I mean, 
That, but, that's pure strategy. You know, if I'm gonna, if I want to, if I want to get right. the best of you in some way, shape, or form, I'm going to take. I'm going to disarm, or I'm going to take away any any way you have of of giving me resistance. You know, it, it's it does. You know, you the thing about power, and the thing I think about bloodlust is it can never be satisfied. There's never enough. Mm. And if you, if some of you, will, well, they're they're going to disarm people, you know, whatever, you know, but it'll be a safer society. Nope. You you you've taken leave of your mental faculties. Yep. You know, I have a good friend of mine, one of my martial arts instructors, that came from a country behind the Iron Curtain, back when you know it was in its heyday. And he used to tell me about how they would have to go practice martial arts in the forest in the middle of the night. And they had guards positioned. And if they saw anything that looked like a police officer approaching, they blew a whistle and everybody ran out, ran out of the forest in different directions. That's for practice in karate. Mm-hmm. But it can't happen here. That, that's what you keep hearing. And that's going to be our downfall. You know, and I and I wish people would stop because there was a lot of stuff happening last year that forever we heard, oh, that can't happen here. And guess what? A whole bunch of that, a whole bunch of that can't happen here happened here. Yeah, I don't know how this ends. I do know that right now there's enough of it that gives me pause. Mm-hmm. Um, I do know, and I've got a, I've got a, a very, very good friend of mine that you know we've. I've been on him for, you know, you got that shotgun yet? Because he lives in an apartment. Hmm. You know, I'm like, you know, we probably don't want anything like a 338 Lapua in there. No, because everybody you in the apartments uh, down the yeah. block will get it. <laughs> yeah, you shot some guy six blocks away that yeah. was hiding in a, in, a, in a freezer. Yeah, you capped him. But, yeah. But, you know, a 20-gauge shotgun you know, something that's easy for him and, and his wife to use. You got it yet? No. And after a while, I'm just going to stop asking you. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, you know, sooner or later, you know, we're out in the ocean, and, you know, and you're sitting there drowning. Sir, get in the boat. Sir, get in the boat. Here's a life jacket. Get in the boat. Get in the boat. And you just sit there. No, no. Well, sooner or later, you know what I'm going to do? Drive off. I'm leaving you. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, you, you, you screwed up to you, you should have grabbed a hole when I told you to grab a hole. Because the people that have actually that I did help that are in the boat, I, sooner or later I have to tend to their needs as yeah. well as my own. Right. Yeah, and uh, that's a key. What you just said is a key thing. If you can't fend for yourself, if you can't protect yourself, if you can't provide for your own well-being, you're not going to be able to help others. You, there's people that depend on you. You're not going to be able to help them. If you well, can't think protect about what yourself. They're doing. Right. What are they doing on an airplane? You're going through that stupid little pre-flight thing that, you know, if anybody's halfway paying attention, you know you're not going to survive. Hmm. Well, put the mask on yourself first. Yeah. Well, it's not that you're being selfish or being an arrogant prick. No, it's because if you if you can't function, you can't help somebody else. That's right. That's exactly you know, right. If, you know, if you're... You know, if you're oxygen deprived and you're about to pass out, then well, how are you going to help your children? How are you going to help the 
help the gentleman behind you who may be elderly or, 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 or physically incapacitated. You can't. Yep. Yeah. If you can't take care of, I mean, it's just like the, the basic thing of raising children. Yeah. How are you going to teach your son to shave if you don't, if you're not man enough to do it yourself? Yeah. Now, how are you, how are you going to teach a, a, you know, and you know, this, I'm sorry, but you know, all the, all this, some of this shit we're going through in our country, it, it is a national suicide. Mm-hmm. You know, I've got to do some work on my wife's car tomorrow. My son's going to be right, right beside me because he needs to learn how to start doing these things. He's going to be 13 years old Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, he knows how to take a rifle apart. He knows how to fish. He knows how to clean a fish. But there's there's things he needs to start learning to do. And if you're not doing that, then you're a failure as a parent. You know, Justin Garcia, the master chim, he put a post out the other day that I, I was on the floor reading about because he's talking about overweight children. He called the parents pig farmers. <laughs> but, he's good, ain't you know, he? He's funny, well, ain't You know, tell me where he's wrong. Nope, absolutely right. You see a big obese kid. I mean, everybody trying to be, everybody trying to bully him. Uh, but that's bad. That's unhealthy. That's bad for that kid. Not only is it bad for the health, you know, the physical well-being, but the mental, you know, what they're going to have to deal with, you know, the self-esteem issues, all that. And that's the parents' fault. You know, right. you you control what they're putting in their mouth. So, yeah. I, I, again, if you can't take care of yourself, and typically when you see that, if you look at the parents, you, you kind of get an idea of what, what the, the problem is. Bingo. And, you know, if somebody says I'm being, I'm being mean and ugly, then fine, I'm being mean and ugly. I, I'm sorry. It's just, it's honest. I, I, I see it. I call it the way I see it. Most um, of it's basic self-respect because, I mean, bring that back to a firearm. Those things ain't cheap. Right. No, I've got one AK that by the time I get done building on this thing, and I'm, I've been telling y'all I'm going to show it, and and this is my fault. So y'all, if you want to virtually kick me in the balls, go ahead. But every time I about got this thing where I wanted, I was like, I want to change it. So now I've stripped the thing all the way back down. The thing I want to Saracut it. <sighs> but um, <laughs> he never stops, man. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you know, but, but it's your hobby. But it's, it's your passion, man. So it's but, all good. But, but the bigger part of that, though, is. You know, for all of you government types, you know, you got a damn nerve that something I've spent my blood and treasure on it, you know, and, and working that I've never harmed anybody with. And you're going to come up, offer me pennies on the dollar for something I've paid for. Oh, yeah. You'll get bent. Oh, yeah. <laughs> get bent. But these are all things that, that everybody needs to think about. You know, I'm not saying everybody has to be some kind of hardcore prepper, but you do have to have some level of preparedness in your, you know, in your back pocket. You know, obviously, first and foremost, you've got to be able to protect yourself and your family. And don't expect to, to rely on other people to do that for you. And, you know, that's, I, I see so many people that, that they just, they just don't have a sense of being able to, they don't understand that importance. They don't understand the importance of being able to defend yourself. Again, I'm not necessarily saying with fists. I'm not necessarily saying with a gun, but a way of protecting you and your family. Don't outsource your safety, people, and your well-being. Uh, that's That should be lesson number one because if you don't have safety and stability, 
you know, everything else is going to crumble and fall to the wayside. Exactly right. But, uh, so with that said, I would love to hear if you guys out there have, have, you know, what's some things that you guys do to, to prepare or, um, you know, what, what have you done? What kind of steps have you taken to, to, to be ready for, you know, it could be anything. Yeah. You think about this down at, oh God, just recently down in Florida, this, this hotel collapsed, you know, and, and obviously the people that were involved you know, that, that passed, and that's, that's a horrible situation, but you got other people lived on the other side of the building that, that survived. And now they've got to get down. They're uprooted. They're going somewhere and they've got to, you know, they've got to build a fin for themselves. They got to find a place to live. They got, you know, there, there's, there's, there's a lot of stuff they have to now totally uproot and go do. And, you know, nobody prepares for the, your home to collapse. But at the same time, you know, you, you just got uprooted. Your entire life just got turned upside down. You know, you've got to be able to pick up and go wherever that, that point is. Um, but uh it, it just there's so many bad things in this world that that go on and happen you know you can't prepare for everything but man you got to have some sort of plan in your back pocket just a go-to you know i'm gonna a, leave a, you a, something on that glenn because you bring that up that's a good that's a good point point. and this is something you know we were glenn and i were talking about before we jumped on on podcast like i'm making it intentional that i'm changing some things in my life and you know a lot of y'all gonna laugh at this but i'm i'm reducing my digital footprint to the point now that i'm even i've dug out my old cd collection um you know why you know, just, just because i'm not even open that door but what i'm the point i'm making here is find that that makes you happy and stay with it hmm. we already know it was that what's confronting you I, I mean you know if you sit here and just you know stare at a dog long enough, you know, yeah, he's going to bite me. He's going to bite me. He's going to bite me. Well, when it bites you, it, it, it no longer becomes a novelty. And then you just get used to getting dog bit. <laughs> right. Right. But, you know, we have so many people in our society now who are, who, who personal enjoyment and happiness is a foreign concept to them. And that's wrong. Stop it. Y'all. Yeah. We know what's coming. It's, it's kind of like, you know, when I explain this to people, they talk about Kyokushin Karate. Well, why do y'all fight without pets? Because it gets you over the fear of being hit. Yeah. Every one of you listening, especially those of you who live in the United States now and are, you know, a couple other places, we're going to get hit. That's just going to happen. Don't dwell on it. It's yeah. just part of the, it's just part of the, the cycle of events. Yep. What I do want you to focus on is look at, I mean, when's the last time you looked at your wife and the kids? I mean, really sat down and looked at them and said, you know, how much joy they bring you? Yeah. Or, or sat down and watched a TV show you ain't been, when you hadn't watched in 30 years on a DVD that you had to get out of your, out of your damn recliner and get off your fat ass and go put it in the machine. You had to go find the VCR first. And put it right. <laughs> hey, whatever floats your boat. That's right. Played a board game. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's Try funny. It. It's funny. I've got a uh, a four year old grandniece, and you know she comes over, and we've introduced her to board games. You know she loves them, and it's so great because you know she's on she's playing a board game. She's not on a electronic device. She comes she comes to she comes to Glenn's house. You know we 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 do fun stuff. Mm-hmm. We go old school. You know, and so I think that's you know that's 
I hope more people are doing that with these young but children. See, Glenn, that's the point, is by letting these people upset you, you're you're all you've already lost because they stole your joy. Yeah. yeah. The physical part of it is that they're out, all they're doing is putting you out of your misery. But don't don't do that, folks. You're better than that. Every one of you listening to us right now, you're better than that. <sighs> I feel cleansed, man. <laughs> what do you have for supper? <laughs> Spaghetti. <laughs> mm, yeah. Oh yeah, I bet you. I'm not. I'm not. I Greek spaghetti. Let's put it that way. Yeah, I was getting ready to say I had some spaghetti bolognese one time that my instructor made. It was one of those because I lived right across the street from him. (laughs) You open the door and you're like, "Do I make a run for it or do I stay here?" Lord. And because I don't know what he put in that, but it was a dear God, (laughs) (laughs) dear God. So you guys, please, uh, you know. Make sure you, you you join the conversation. Again, let us know your thoughts, things maybe you've witnessed or seen, or um, maybe the way you've prepared yourself or whatever that may be coming down the road for you. Um, you know, be sure you hit that like, subscribe, notification bell. And until next time, you know, you guys still hang with us. And like I say, we've got the firearm stuff cooking cooking up for you. So just just bear with us. Yeah, I'm I'm actually sitting looking at a, a spare bolt carrier group. So, but. Uh, well, put it in the damn gun. Let's go. I, I did. I just, I got like, uh, You took it back out. You yeah. got to go polish this and do it. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Till next time, you guys. You guys be safe. We'll see you next. Y'all take care. Have a good weekend.